Thank all of you. Well, are you blessed? Hallelujah. We've already had church and we didn't even start yet. But I'd like to start off by saying I love you all very much. I thank God for each and every one of you. And I praise God for what He's going to do in your lives with you and through you this year. Amen. I thank God we are one. I think we're one with the Lord and we're one with one another. Thank God for what He has accomplished this year. Thank God for the souls, the healings. Thank God for what He's done in your life and what He's going to do. But I'm telling you, 08 is going to be much more marvelous. There's going to be war. There's going to be warfare in the spirit realm. But there's going to be blessings unfold. There's going to be a maturity alive within His body. And I've been praying and I pray, and even as Samuel said before the people of Israel, that it is a sin if I cease to pray for your people. I, don't, I want you to know that you are going to be very blessed this year. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I will be blessed. Will be Increasingly blessed. Increasingly blessed. In, 08. in 08. There's been some things that we've been practicing, things that God put on my heart to be doing in, in our home over this church, and I'm going to be sharing some things with you that I feel is very important for us to get an identity and see things that we can do. But one of the things you've got to say is one of the oldest traditions or one of the oldest keys that I believe that's been revealed to us in the Word of God from the very beginning is the power of the declared blessing. And if you look at how the Jews, over six million were killed in the Holocaust, More than that was killed in Russia and Siberia and other places. But yet, even though that nation is such a small nation and just a small race, it makes up uh, one-fourth or one percent of the world's population. But since 1900, the Jews have gotten over 15 Nobel, Nobel Prize winners. It was because of the Jews we have the polio vaccine and the polio pill. Because of the, it was a Jewish man who invented the, uh, to fight diphtheria, invented the diet. It was a Jewish man. If you've ever had a tr- uh, blood transfusion, it was because of a Jew. It was a Jewish scientist who invented the test for syphilis, the vaccine for hepatitis, who found and discovered healings for convulsions. If you take vitamins, it was a Jew who invented the first vitamins. Our foundation, our forefathers made our laws upon the Ten Commandments. The Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights were from the the laws of the Jews. It was a Jew who found how to use electricity into the homes. It was a Jew who invented the helicopter. Every time you boot up your computer, it's because of a Jew. Mathematician that invented cybernetics was a Hebrew. Albert Einstein, who invented physics, was a Jew. It was Einstein that invented us having our TV. How many can say praise the Lord for that? (laughs) If we have power energy in our area, it's because of a Jewish scientist. The combustion engine for our cars was invented by a Jew. Steinway Piano Company, Jew. If you have a camera... It was because of a Jew. 
stainless steel. It was because of a Jew. If you enjoyed watching the Marx Brothers, they were Jews. If you like wearing blue jeans, Levi was a Jew. The inventor of Levi was a Jew. And it could go on and on. How many know that's a lot of stuff? For people who make up 1% of the world's population. A people who could have laid down and died saying, we're going to die anyway. But they got their nation back. They're alive today. And they're going to be seeing and doing many wonderful things because they believe in God. But if you study the Jewish race and you study Hebrew, one of the things you will find is that they believe very strongly, and I believe something that we need to participate more in. And that is, they believe and they're passionate about the laying on of hands and decreeing a blessing. The husband on the wife, the wife on the husband, the mother on the daughters, and the husband on the sons. And they believe in the priestly anointing and blessing. If there's a, something that I believe that I have already seen since I've been doing it for over two months, every time I bless the food, I bless my family by their name. When I think of them during the day, I stop and I bless my family by their name. And I started studying this and I want to give you just some of the, a little bit of it today that I believe I want to encourage you. That if you want to see your husband change, you want to see your wife change, you want to see your children change, you want to see your home changed, Whatever era you may be in, I can tell you personally that if you start blessing with an understanding of the power and the creation that is in the blessing, things will change in your life. I've written a few things in your bulletin. You can look at it later. We'll finish with that. But I want you to see some things here that God, the creator, he invented the uh, the. Uh, the blessing and the thing that I want to tell you about studying the Hebrews. I've been reading some books by rabbis. One of the things I want you to know about the Jew, Jewish people, is that they are not ashamed or they are not intimidated to say they're blessed. I heard about there was this rabbi who was getting on the subway in New York. And all the Americans are complaining about all the people and it's so crowded. Look at all these people and they're taking up all the space. And while the Americans are complaining about all the people... The rabbi stands there and says, I bless you, creator, and I bless these people who are here to serve me. And the thing you've got to understand is with the Hebrew people, they believe passionately in the power of the blessing. And that is why they are here today. And that's why they are such a blessed people, because they believe in the power of the blessing. But I remind you, the word of God says that we have a better covenant built upon better promises. And it's not a covenant built upon the blood of animals, but it's built upon the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if they, the Jewish people say they are very comfortable. They feel worthy. And they feel like they're worthy enough to ask God for health, peace, and prosperity every day. How many of you claim that every day? Health, peace, and prosperity. If you don't, you need to start. And they say they are worthy because they're God's people. To claim that. How many know you can claim that as sons and daughters of the living God? Amen. It also says that how many of you ever heard we use the word dough for money? Bread. Bread or dough for the word money. How do you know where, do you know where that came from? The showbread in the, ta- in the tabernacle. 
Because they believe the showbread meant their provisions, miraculous provisions, and that they believe that God meets their needs. They would bless their people. May God make you like Ephraim and like Manasseh. Ephraim speaks of spiritual steadfastness, and Manasseh speaks of economic creativity, and the two belong together. Amen. They believe in their mind, they believe strongly that the wealth of the patriots are theirs. They believe King Solomon, the crown of the wise, is their wealth. And they believe the transference of wealth since Egypt. So if God is okay with it, so are we as his people. Look with me in Jeremiah chapter 6. I want to read a scripture to you here. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. If you take this message today, and you do it every day, I guarantee you that you will say it, and I can tell you in my own family, that out of nowhere, my children and my wife are saying things that are surfacing, and things are being broken. Not because we're in the middle of prayer at the moment, not because we've been listening to some tapes at the moment, out of the clear blue, things are surfacing, because we have been dedicated in declaring the blessing daily. And I'll tell you, things will change for you. But it says in Jeremiah 6.16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and the word ways is the word lifestyle, and see. Stand you in the way and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. Ask for the old paths. How many of you know the way that Adam walked before God is the way we can walk before God today? And the things that God established from the beginning of time, and look with me in Genesis chapter 1, and just let me give you a foundation here. In Genesis chapter 1, it's not just saying, Lord, bless me. It's not thinking, just thinking God bless me, but it's actually declaring the blessing of the Lord. It's a natural part of life. It's something that they do every day and they bless one another. They say in Israel, the people go around Tel Aviv, they go around, they bless each other as they see each other. And we bless each other. But after today, it's going to be more in depth and more impacting what's going to happen when we bless each other and we bless our family. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. Look what it says about the beginning of time. And it said, And God blessed them, saying. Say with me, saying. He didn't just thank it. He didn't just say it one time. He says, He blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters of the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And look at verse 28. And God blessed them, and said unto them, He said it, Be ye fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and every, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said... So we see here from the beginning of time, God established something that the Hebrews have continued. And we, the church, have to get a hold of, of the importance of speaking the blessing. Look at me, Genesis chapter 48. Genesis chapter And he blessed them that day, saying, everybody say, saying, he blessed them, saying, 
And you may say, you know, I'm not used to saying, I bless Cindy. Or whatever your wife may know. I'm not, I, maybe you're not used to saying, I bless Terry. I bless Debbie. I bless Kay. And you may say, well, I, ha- I don't have a husband to bless me. But you have a priest who is able to bless you. Amen. And I want you to see here that it says in Genesis 48, verse 20. And he blessed them that day, saying, by you, Israel, will pronounce blessing, saying, may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Now, we'll touch that again, but look with me in Genesis 25. He blessed them and he spoke the blessing over them. Genesis chapter 25, verse 22. Look at verse 21. Genesis 25, verse 21. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife. Did you, do you see here? The husband is praying on behalf of his wife. He's not going around saying, I'm cursed because my wife... Listen to me. He is not saying, I'm cursed because my wife is barren. He's not saying, I'm miserable because my wife is hard-headed. He's not complaining about what is not. He is praying over his wife for what he desires. Can I hear amen, ladies? Y'all can't participate. This is not first church. Amen. I want the participation this morning. I'll do a whole lot better if you do a whole lot better. This will change your life. And you, you say, well, my life ain't worth much. Well, I'm telling you how to change that. And Isaac, my wife is barren. But I'm not going to leave it to her to pray for herself to get pregnant like Hannah did. But I have the power to bless. And I have the power to create blessings. So it says that he inquired of the Lord and treated the Lord because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, listen to this. Many of you may feel this way. If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Or in other words, if, if God's given me this answered prayer... Why am I going through so much pain and so much struggle? Have you ever been there? God's told me to do this, but it seems like it's been such a struggle to do it. But when you go start inquiring of the Lord and the Lord says, Hey, you're going through a struggle, but out of that struggle is going to come through mighty na- two mighty nations, which is going to be used upon this earth. There's a purpose in the struggle for the victory to come forth. Amen. You may be saying, why am I still feeling the pain of rejection or the insecurity or the shame or the pain of what I've done? But he says that he is going to heal that and he's going to touch that. You may say, I am not worthy or I'm not fit to have a happy new year. Everybody talks about a happy or a blessed or prosperous new year. You may feel like you're not worthy, but I say in the name of Jesus, his blood has cleansed you if you are born again. And if you're not born again, he can cleanse you and he can make you worthy so that you are available for all the covenant promises of God. Amen, church. I think negative words have put a curse upon many people, even our own words and the words of others. Isn't it something in Genesis that God spoke a blessing with his mouth, but after the fall, he spoke a curse with his mouth? 
Isn't there something where God says both, both blessings and cursings come from the mouth? And I believe that this blessing, and I will use some scriptures in a moment, blessings, the spoken blessing every day breaks the curses that have been spoken even from generations past. I believe and I have seen and I've heard testimonies. That all of a sudden, maybe even after two and a half years, the husband says, and I bless my wife and mentions her name, that something explodes in the spirit and she hollered and something came out and she got free. Because blessings open the portals of heaven to break what curses and the thorns have put upon people's lives. When we're born again, we've been born again to walk in the blessings of God. But words put us back, hedged in the thorns, when Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the thorns. He's raised us into a high place, a place of blessing, a place of prosperity, a place of divine health. But words many times, our our own words and others, you're not fit, you're no good, you'll never amount to nothing, you'll never see better days, put thorns. And if we don't speak blessings to break the thorns, the thorns remain and we wonder why we don't get out of the way we've lived for all this time. Blessing your husband, blessing your wife, blessing your children. Never telling your children, you'll never amount to nothing. You're, you're, you're so stupid. Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that better? I, I'll just do it myself. The different words we say, oh, you, 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 you're just, you know, you're just a uh, uh, torpe. You're just a uh, torpe. You're just a uh, brute. And you're just uh, accident prone. And, and you're this and you're that. And you're just like your mama. You're just like your daddy. All these words are thorns being put around them. Curses encircling them. And you wonder why they grow up inside of a curse instead of living in an open blessing. Are you here this morning, church? I'm not hearing amens. Amen, church. Amen. So we see here, we've got to break them. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 23, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. He has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Proverbs 25, 11. A word fitly spoken, and let me give you what this one translation says, is like costume jewelry. How many of you women like jewelry? How many like costume jewelry? Or custom jewelry, whatever it is. You like that? Costume jewelry? Well, guess what? That's what a good word is. Husbands, every time you speak a good word over your wife, it's like putting a ring on her finger all over again. And I'm not talking about a glass ring. Every time you talk about good about your wife or your husband, you're putting, you talk good about your husband, you are putting a crown of royalty upon his brow. Instead of calling him our headed, you ought to be calling him my Lord and my King. Amen, husband. I heard some husbands say amen. Way to go. Booyah! Amen. The Jews have been speaking blessings over one another for thousands of years. And I already read a few testimonies. Listen, church, it worketh. It works. It works. And we live in a time we don't need to let a day go by that we are not speaking a spoken blessing over our mates and over our children and over our grandchildren. Can I hear an amen? 
After the meal, we know on Shabbat when the Jews get together and the parents bless the children out loud. After the meal, the father calls his sons and lays his hands on them and proclaims the blessings. May you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim means fruitfulness and Manasseh means forgetfulness. In other words, may God cause you to forget the pain of your past and make you fruitful and prosperous in the future. As I read that, I said, that's what I decree over baptism tonight. I'm going to baptize these tonight. I'm going to say, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. May you forget all your past as he has forgotten your past. And may you arise fruitful in every good work. Amen. But you have been saved and born again. But there's something about a father openly at the table every day. Every time I bless the food... I name my family and I bless them out loud. I call them by their name and I call them blessed. When I'm driving my car, when I'm going places, whenever they come to my mind, I say, Cindy is a blessed woman. She married me. (laughs) Now the father, amen. Thank you for that one amen. I love you. Thank you. Now, fathers bless their sons that way. Now, listen to what the mothers speak over their daughters. According to Ruth 11, 1, the Lord make you the women who is com- the Lord make the women who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephraim and be famous in Bethlehem. They speak the blessing also of Ruth and of Esther. That you reign its queens in your life. That's what the mother proclaims over the daughters during that time. Now the husbands bless their wives. And I'll give you the scriptures for this. And you can just write this down. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. Verse 23 and 28, 31. This is what the husbands pray over their wives. The Hebrews pray over their wives. And they've done it for generations. And how many know they have a very low divorce rate? Proverbs 31, 10 through 12, 23, 28 through 31. This is what the husband prays over his wife. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Now, I just said that a word rightly spoken is like jewels. So if my wife is worth jewels, I'll speak words that are valuable over her. Amen, women. Amen. Oh boy, it's weak in here today. So listen to this. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. There goes jealousy. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, her children rise up and speaks blessing and her husband also. Her husband, and he praises, he praises her, not complains of her. He praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. Not in your case, babe. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. How many of you ladies would like to be blessed like that every day? Okay, well, let's go to the husband. 
Psalms 128, verse 36. 3 through 6. I'm sorry. Psalms 128, verses 3 through 6. This is what the Hebrew lady prays over her husband. Get ready for this, men. The, the wife prays over the husband. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, this shall the man be blessed also who fears the Lord. The Lord shall bless you out of Zion and may you see the good of Jerusalem and all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. A man blesses his wife with praises. A wife blesses her husband with honor. If you don't want a lazy, low-down, good-for-nothing dog, then you need to start blessing with praises of honor over him. You need to bless him with honor. You need to speak words of honor, a word rightly spoken. Do you realize what I'm saying this morning, church? Is it out of the word? It has worked for thousands of generations. Why? Because they've kept it alive in their home. Amen. We could be so quick because on the sitcoms, they show the wife more intelligent, making more money than the man. And they're trying to make the men look like the weak sicklings and the wife like the uh, upper hand. But how many of you know that honor belongs to the man? Amen. And if a wife will honor her husband and stop trying to be president... Because the honor is not for the woman. The woman is the honor for the man. Well, oh, I felt a rubber band stretch right there. Okay, then the wife blesses her husband. What if my parents are gone? Well, here's the priestly blessing over the congregation in Numbers 6, 22 through 27. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying... Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. Say that with me. Say to them. When you're in your home, when you go and put them in bed at night, whatever it is, when they're going to school. If my kids, if you would hear my little ones pray, they would say, Thank you, Lord God, we have the spirit of excellence, just like Daniel and the three Hebrew children. Thank you that we are ten times wiser. We had prayed that over them every morning before going to school. And they learned those prayers by heart. And they pray those prayers. Even when they go to bless the food, thank you, we're ten times wiser. Why? Because we bless them with that. Amen. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift His countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel. They shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. And I will bless them. Now we're getting to something here. The word blessing means to praise, to confer a blessing. It means, may they be fully satisfied. Say that with me. Blessing Blessing. means to be fully satisfied. Psalms 91 says that you may enjoy the the, uh, satisfaction of His salvation, to be fully satisfied. The word in Greek is ilegeo. Well, let me just say, eu means good. And how many know what logos is? The word. It means to speak a good word. The word blessing means to speak a good word. Genesis 12, 2 through 3. Whoever confers a verbal blessing on you, I will confer a verbal blessing upon him. Now, do you see this? 
We are so guilty about, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. I'm going to show you the Word of God. If you want to get out of whatever, wherever you are right now, start blessing others and God will bless you. It doesn't say, Lord, bless me. It says, when you, put a, when you bless others, He will bless you. Amen, church? And when we get in trouble, Lord, bless me. I ask you to bless me. I ask you to bless me. You start verbally blessing others. He is going to bless you. He'll take, I'll personally take up to bless you. Amen. Whoever speaks well of you, I will speak well of him. Genesis twenty-two seventeen. 17. Even those who curse me, a blessing will be found because those who curse me, I will bless them. Therefore, I get the double blessing. Amen. It, listen, when I bless those who curse me, I reverse the curse. We can, if we know somebody's cursing us, we can bind those words, we can, we can attack those words, but I'm going to show you, it's written in the Word time and time again. If you just bless them, your blessing them reverses the curse, and it goes back on them, and you're blessed just by blessing them. Instead of speaking dad bad about your dad and your mom because the way they trained you or the way they weren't this or they weren't that, if you confer a verbal blessing upon them, then He will bless you with a blessing of a father. Amen. I will bless and be blessed. Now look with me in Luke chapter 2. Let me show you how this has continued in the New Testament. Luke chapter 2. There are spiritual laws we have to put into practice this year. And Luke chapter 2, verse 28. They brought Jesus to dedicate him. An old prophet was in there. And look what it says in verse 28. Then he took him up in his arms. And what did he do? Blessed God and said, and he spoke that word and jumped down to verse 34. And Simeon blessed them. And sent him to Mary, his mother, and gave her a word. How many know there was physical touching and there was spoken blessings? Amen? Look at Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. Did Jesus believe in putting hands on in blessing? Look at this. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was angry and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such of these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter at all. Look at verse 16. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Daddies, mamas, when was the last time you physically laid hands upon your child, no matter how old they are, and blessed them? How long has it been? You see these bumper stickers. Have you hugged your kid or your grandkid today? Well, when was the last time you put your hands upon them and you spoken a blessing over them? When you hear their heart cry of something they're going through, well, son, let me bless you. Daughter, let me bless you in the name of Jesus. You hear a brother or sister or your wife is going through something, you lay your hand. I speak a blessing and I bless you. 
with the blessings of Ephraim and Manasseh. May you forget the past and may you be fruitful, prosperous, and healthy in your mind, your spirit, and in your soul. I bless Cindy today. I bless Cody today. Amen? Look at what Jesus did before He ascended. Luke 24. Luke chapter 24, verse 50. How I many know this is a good New Year's message? Luke 24, verse 50. Let's see what Jesus did here. Luke 24, verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he was carried into heaven. What what was the last thing Jesus did while he was on this earth? He raised his hands and he blessed them. What was the last thing you did last night over your husband, your wife, and your children? What is going to be the thing you're going to do tonight? Thank you! Thank you! Listen, it works! It works! You're going to see sickness and disease driven out of your house. Why? You are going to start conferring blessings upon them. Amen? Listen, if emotions and curses and hurts and pain come through the power of the tongue, how much power does blessings have in the home and over the family? Amen? Amen. In Genesis 32, 27, you know when Jacob was wrestling, what happened? He asked the angel, the Lord asked Jacob, what is your name? Say that with me. What is your name? There's something powerful about what is in the name. Why I, your name is your identity. Now, what we have on our refrigerator, and how many of you have seen me dedicate children? How many of you know I always prophesy and pray the meaning of their name? How many of you have seen that? Can I hear an amen? Are you here this morning? Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got visitors here, and you, and you sound like you don't even know what I'm saying. Are you here this morning? Okay, well, let's get into this. Listen to me. How many have heard me dedicate a child by the meaning of its name? Every time. Last week, we did four. And we did all four meanings of their name. Got another one this coming Sunday. I've had people visiting say, man, I've never heard a preacher dedicate the baby. Why? There is a meaning in their name on our refrigerator for years. Here's Cody's. It says that his name means he is a helpful person, kind and an affectionate individual, a charming individual, who will go far? He is. Brandon, who was healed of autism. His name means he is a traveler with an impulsive personality who always likes to win. He was autistic and he won over autism. His name. Hallelujah. He's a straight A student. Listen. His name means traveler, but his second name is Kyle. And the word Kyle means the straight and narrow, which means Brandon is a traveler in the straight and the narrow. And our baby. Watch out what you name your kids. His name is Michael. And boy, we thought, oh, that is such an awesome name. He who is like God. But it means courageous in character. And an aura of confidence and power. 
And while he was in diapers, and I'm sitting there, and I fussed him. Even if I had this preacher friend with me, and I fussed. I said, Michael Lance, stop that. Even as a baby, in diapers, not even able to talk, he would look at me and then keep doing what he was doing. <laughs> and he's 12 years old, and he still has a look. And if you see him walking around church... And you say, hello. He may not even answer you. <laughs> he saw else. And I took my boys. We did Dad and Son's Week. I got the Christmas money. Many of y'all blessed me with it. And I thank you for it. And I took my boys. And, and two of my boys went with me. We went to Fort Worth to Six Flags. And Lance, Michael Lance, he rode his first roller coasters over and over and over again. Some of them I wouldn't even ride. Plus, it was 41 degrees, so I wasn't going to get on that. But he's courageous. Why? His name is Michael. He's not afraid. And so you name your child, you find the meanings of the names of your child, and it changes things. You may say, well, I don't know what my name means, or your name might mean like my name. You know what Russell means? Rusty. Redhead. Which, there's, there's nothing wrong with redheads, but it just doesn't seem like it has much meaning. But you know what? The Bible's good about changing your name. But I'll give you a better definition. We already read in the Word of God that says, invoke my name upon them. If you don't like your name, then you just say, I think that I am blessed in the name of Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I think that I'm blessed in the name of... Jehovah Tiskanu, my righteous God, and I am righteous before Him. I think that I am blessed in Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who is my peace. I am blessed in the name of Jehovah Rapha, my shepherd, who has His rod and staff to comfort, to guide, and protect me. You speak over them. Even if their names may mean something negative or someone has given you a name, you can speak, you can change your name and change it into the name of the Lord because you belong to Him. Amen. Did you get something out of that? Hallelujah. So you can change your name. Now listen. In Matthew 5, verse 48, and then Matthew 5, 30 through 41, I'll I'll, I'll just give you these scriptures. Romans 12, 17 through 21. Ephesians 4, 29 through 31. Exodus 12, 31 through 32. Genesis 50, 19 through 21. What these scriptures are all saying, that if you will forgive and bless those who persecute you. This is what happens when you bless those who persecute you and give you a hard time. It says, number one, completeness and satisfaction is sold back into your life. You are released from any connection of the sin and the curse. Your heart is changed. You come underneath divine protection you walk in freedom, and I gave you Exodus twelve thirty one through 32. You walk in divine freedom. Tell me if this is not divine freedom. When Moses finally won over Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, I want you to go, but before you go, Moses, put your hand on me and bless me. Pharaoh asked for Moses' blessing in the name of Yahweh, Jehovah. Even your enemies will ask you for your blessing. And then the blessings are open according to Genesis 50, 19 through 21, where Joseph said, I was blessed even though you meant evil. It says in 2 Samuel 6, 20, that David returned to bless his household. So how many of you know you're going to start blessing your household? Amen. 
Now, the things I have in your bulletin, and I'm going to end with this. Words of blessings are transformational. They will transform your life. Number one, and, and we may touch these later on in the future, I don't know, but number one, bless, the Hebrews do this, bless your romance. Ain't nobody smiling in this joint this morning. Come on. Bless your romance. Amen. I can't get into it, but if you read Proverbs 5.18, it talks about certain parts of your wife's body that's supposed to satisfy you at all times. And anyway, I can't get into that. It's too embarrassing, especially when i got children in here. But anyway, bless your romance. Come on. Well, husbands go, she's always got a headache. Well, bless your romance. You'll find you won't buy, be having to buy Tylenol anymore. She won't have a headache because you're busy blessing your romance. Can I hear an amen? I see. I'm going to have to preach on this this year. I can tell. I'm going to have to preach on this this year. I can tell right now we need some romance and blessing. When was the last time you kissed your mate? Every day. One person. Kind of like my mama. My mama told my dad one day, it was, they went to bed, she goes, Honey, why don't you ever nib on my ear anymore? He says, Hold up, babe, let me go get my teeth. <laughs> That's true. That was my daddy. Let me go get my teeth. But listen, how do you know Abraham and Sarah was in their 90s? But how do you know their romance was blessed? How many of you bless your romance every day? How many of you think we ought to preach on this? And what's in all the youth in the youth room? But come on. You know, he just don't hold my hand. He just don't. Well, anyway, bless your romance. Number two, bless your substance. Deuteronomy 28. Malachi 3.10 says he will bless your substance. Are you blessing your substance? Are you blessing your children's substance? Are you blessing the substance of your work, of the work of your hands? Number three, bless all your own. Bless what you own. Lord, I bless this car. I bless this job. I bless this business. I bless these shoes. I bless these knees. My wife told me I might be getting old because I had trouble with my knees at Six Flags. I couldn't keep up with my kids. But I had to start blessing them, and they don't hurt no more, thank God. But you start blessing what you own. Amen? Bless the works of your family hands. Well, you know, my kid's always unemployed. Well, stop saying that and start blessing the work of his hands. Bless your land and your property. When was the last time you blessed your land and your property? Hello? They've been doing this for thousands of years. Bless your land and your property. You know what else it says? Bless your wife's womb. You know, if you still want children, you know. Then, then when your kids get married, bless your, grand, your, bless, bless your uh, daughter-in-law's womb. Amen? Bless the womb. Bless your Sabbath, your day of rest. Listen to this. It's in the Word. Bless your pantry and bless your kitchen. Amen? Don't go complaining, oh, we can't afford food anymore. No, bless your pantry and bless your kitchen in the name of Jesus. 
Bless your future provision and increase. Bless it. Start blessing it. How many of that's better than you need to put aside? But even better than that, start blessing your future. Amen. Start blessing your retirement. Bless your future provision in the name of Jesus. And then you need to have communion meal. I want to encourage everybody to everybody uh, Tuesday night for New Year's. Is New Year's is the new, Tuesday the thirty first? The thirty first. Monday's the thirty first. Have communion with your family in your home. And speak the blessing over them. Speak the blessing, dads, over 08. Speak the blessing over their automobile before they go back to college or they go to school. Speak the blessing over the bus that carries your hearts in those school. Bless the school. Bless our government. Bless all that you own. If we live our lives blessing, speaking blessings, We will live our lives blessed. I've given you all this this morning to encourage you that you can change your future by changing your words. Start speaking blessings and you will see things change. You know, the Hebrews have a saying. You can tell how good the husband is by the countenance of his wife. So we're going to preach on that so we can see more smiles in here. Amen? How many know right now, whether you like it or not, you ought to be smiling from ear to ear. Punch your mate and say, I love you, baby. I love you. I appreciate you. You're a virtuous woman. Oh, man, I got me a good woman. I got good kids. I got blessed kids. Amen. They're not underneath the pastor's kid syndrome. They're underneath Jehovah Jireh syndrome. They're underneath the blessings of God. They are protected and they are covered. I speak it. And you've got to speak it. And I'm speaking it over you. And you're speaking it over you. And the blood is speaking it over you. And the Word is speaking over you. And you're speaking it over you. And I tell you what, that if we will practice this simple message that has been around for centuries, as old as this earth is, you will be around and you will be fruitful and you will be blessed all your days on this earth. Woo!